Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right. Welcome to the Side Action Episode 2, Season 5, Take 2. Uh, for those listening at home here, we're trying to get this going. I am I am Wegs. Uh, I am Tim Weglar, aka Wegs. I am in Mandalay Bay right now, so it's a lot of things going on around me. Follow me at Wegspool Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm Steve Roberts, aka Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31s Roberts. All the podcast side action pod on Twitter and on Instagram. So everybody see, I am sitting by the pool. I am in a day bed that Night Ranger got for us here at Mandalay Bay. Action is not. So, uh, sorry, Action. We're missing you. It's great out here. Wish you were right next to me. We didn't have these technical difficulties. Yeah. Yeah, I am here at home in the home office here in Detroit. Unfortunately, I had to cancel my trip due to uh, health concerns, COVID tests. So uh, that's all right. There'll be future trips to Vegas. I'm sure we'll reconvene at some point in the future. Yeah, and what we'll do is, you know, I mean, we'll just uh, – we're going to win some money for you, man. That's right. Dice last night, you know, Schwab was taking blackjack. I think Night Ranger won some blackjack last night. So good first night in, in the books. Try to keep it going. And I told you last night on the text, I was one number. I had to throw the, the aces. If I threw the aces, and I got all the numbers for the first time in my life, actually. So today's the day. I can feel it. That's right. Yeah, 1 in 30 shot on those aces. So uh, 1 in 36, actually. You'll get it today. Exactly. Well, hey, action, let's get jump right into the action here. Uh, last night, we had the season kickoff. The Bills were two and a half point favorites of the Rams. I was admittedly thinking the Rams were getting disrespected, but I think they apparently needed to be disrespected. They got housed 31 to 10 at home in the uh, ring ceremony. So, um, I don't know. It was kind of a weird game. I, I Josh Allen looked great as the MVP, and Von Miller looked healthy. Take takeaways from the game. Yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and just pencil in the Bills as Super Bowl champs, right? Just following your prediction. But I think that there has to be some questions asked about the Rams, specifically on offense. I, you know, it's hard for me to predict or predicate whether it was really the Bills' defense that played really well or the Rams' offense that just stunk. I think it was a little bit of a combination of both. I mean, you mentioned earlier Von Miller was awesome last night, but. On offense, the Rams, it didn't seem like Stafford was looking to anyone else besides Cooper Cup, and eventually the defenses are going to figure that out and shut it down. Yeah, a couple of career high receptions, 13 yesterday. Jordan Allen Robinson, good God. Van Jefferson, is he in the building? I mean, yeah. It's a weird game, and McVay, I don't know if his hair was just overspiked, but he wasn't really getting very inventive <laughs> yeah. play calls either. Yeah, right, and the ground game really stunk, too. Acres on my fantasy team with a big donut. Daryl Henderson looked okay, but Stafford three more interceptions to take the league lead into the clubhouse, and uh, I think there could be a few more of those in his future. Yeah, maybe there's some of those elbow things that they were talking about. He's got elbow issues. So. Right. It's only game one. See what happens. Um, let's jump into some notes from the season. We've obviously got some trends that we like to see in week one that we talk about. I was thinking it was an over week, but you're saying that traditionally it's actually under in week one. 
Yeah, I think typically uh, defenses start out with a little bit of an edge over their counterparts on the offensive side of the ball. With the exception of 2020 due to the pandemic and the, the crowd and all the nuances and so forth. But last season, unders in week one were 9-7. and seven, And I think that, uh, at least for me, I'm looking more to the unders this week rather than overs. You also noted that at week one, underdog is when you got to go for that, especially if there's a lot of plus money out there. Last year was a big, big underdog at 12 and 4. Uh, what is your overall trend for underdogs? Yeah, last year, 12 and 4, as you mentioned, but since 2016, week one dogs have been 53 and 39 against the spread, and that's a pretty tidy 58%. And then digging down even further, if you look at divisional underdogs in week one, they're especially profitable, going 29, 9 and 1 against the spread since 2014 for a 76% clip. Yeah, I mean, so that's the time you're going to take some of these. I remember last year, Cardinals over Tennessee. I think the Cardinals beat San Francisco the year before. Yep. So it's definitely get kind of those good payouts early as nobody, not even the books, know which teams are, are really good at this point. So as we jump into the actual circle lines, and, and actually, as you know, I have not signed up for the contest yet, but our proxy will be there tomorrow with me. He's going to sign up with me, and then... He is taking your true proxy position at Stadium Swim on Sunday, so he's being a real proxy for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, hopeful that he'll have a great time on Sunday. I know that he will with you guys, though. Yeah, when I asked him to do it, he's like, I can't afford that. I'm like, what if your brother-in-law paid for it? <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. In. <laughs> Sweet. For all the hard work that he puts in as our proxy and all the – Yeah. He's a loyal listener, too. No doubt. Well, let's jump into these circle lines. Um, some of the stuff you mentioned was about divisional divisional rivalries in this week one and kind of value to the underdog. The first matchup is the Saints against the Falcons. That's in Atlanta. Uh, Saints come in as a five-and-a-half-point favorite, low total of 42-and-a-half. You know, we, we kind of differ on the Saints' prospects for the season, but it seems like a big number, especially for that low total. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you're seeing money that has moved this line up. When it opened in the summer, it was three and a half. And now as the summer wears on, it's creeping to five and a half. Obviously, uh, sentiment of the Saints is going up in the market. And I think it's understood among betters that the Falcons are going to be one of the worst teams in the league. So that's part of the reason for this number. But for me, I think it's one-way traffic only looking at the home dog here. The Saints in the first two weeks of the year have been three and 13 against the spread recently. Of course, that was with their previous coach, Sean Payton, and now they have Dennis Allen at the helm, so it's hard to know what to expect out of them. But for me, it's Falcons or pass. Well, Sean Payton and Drew Brees for years, right? So True. it's kind of hard. I don't know, really necessarily trust James Winston. And kind of we talked in the preview, I'm not a big fan of all the kind of off-season antics that were going on, you know, with Galvin Kamara and stuff like that. So it's probably a stay away, though, for the contest, right? Yeah, I think so, too. Let's go to the second game. Uh, you know, my Bears are close to the 49ers. The 49ers are seven-point favorite this time, 41.5-point total, really low total here. Um, Trey Lance in his second start as a career, but it's really supposed to be his deal, but he's got Jimmy G over his shoulder. I really don't like this number for the 49ers, especially with Tittle maybe being hurt, uh, but maybe tough to do on the contest, right? Yeah, I agree. Again, this is another one that's dog or pass for me. Remember last year, opening weekend, the Niners were in a similar spot at an NFC North foe in Detroit. 
laying eight and a half, I think, by kickoff. And they were up 28 to zero in the first half and let the Lions come all the way back in the game. And the Lions actually covered that game. So I think that it's a similar situation this season with the big changes that Trey Lance is playing quarterback instead of Jimmy G. So I think there could be a lot of variance in this game, high or low. And uh, I just can't be betting the 49ers until I see what Trey Lance actually brings to the table. Absolutely. Probably stay away. Like I said, I, as we rank these games, this is probably my seventh game. You know, yeah. so it's not one that I'm pick necessarily, but I'm probably going to line up in my against the spread pick uh, with the Bears this time. Sure. So here's a divisional matchup: Steelers at Bengals. Uh, Bengals are six. Now on this one. Steelers D is supposed to be good. You got Mr. Bisky starting, but that's a pretty big number for a divisional spot, and we kind of follow our trend to follow the, uh, the underdog. Yeah, I think so. This is one game that I had circled with the Steelers plus six and a half, which is a pretty large spread for a divisional game. I I make this game closer to three, um, and uh, at three and a half maybe, but surely at this number there has to be some value on the Steelers. And I think that uh, Burrow and the Bengals offense didn't really get much run out in the preseason this year. He has an all-brand-new offensive line, which I think is going to take some time for them to get up to speed. And on defense, I expect that the Steelers should be able to hold them down a little bit this week. Well, the Bengals got hot late. You know, they were really good during the season, but their last six games were incredible. And so, you know, it takes – now, the Bills show that they stayed hot, right? I don't know if the Bengals have that same, you know, they coach as much, to be honest, because I mentioned before. So I think we can pencil the Steelers in as a yellow for the pick here. Yep, agreed. Well, let's go your hometown team now. The Lions are hosting the Eagles. These are two of the most hyped teams right now. Uh, the Eagles being, you know, minus four on the road here, total of 48 and a half. Everybody's picking this team for the NFC Championship, not everybody, but a lot of people. I do have it for the division. And the Lions coming off hard knocks have a lot of buzz. You know, which which of these buzz which buzz do you follow? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, these are probably the two most hyped teams in the preseason, and I would say that the Philly hype is just a little bit higher than the Lions hype. This might be the only week here in the first half of the year that you actually get a Lions pick where they're the the lesser hyped team going into the season. Right. And so, again, I think this is a home underdog or pass for me. I, you know, I mentioned that the spread across the market is four and a half, five. And here in the contest, we're only getting four. So a little bit of a depressed number as you compare it to the market. But, again, I still think that the Lions, uh, are, again, another unproven quarterback. I mean, Hertz was okay last season, but it's not really a player that I want to get behind laying four points on the road. Right, for sure. So it's a stay away for you? I think so. I mean, I, you could convince me to play the Lions. Maybe it's one that we keep in our back pocket for later. Right, Let's go to another divisional matchup. Patriots at uh, Dolphins. Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, 46-and-a-half-point total. I know we differ the prospects of these teams. I do think the Patriots, just because of coaching, I think they're going to come out prepared. The three-and-a-half is right about the line. I mean, I do kind of like the hook there. Divisional matchup, but I mean, where, where do you sit on this one? Agree. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that you like the Patriots in this match, actually, but it's all about the number, I think. Three and a half in this divisional home 
I'm sorry, d- divisional road game for the Patriots. Now, historically, they don't fare super well in the heat in Miami, and surely on uh, September 11, it's going to be as hot as it's ever going to be this season. But I also just compare these two coaches. Mike McDaniel is a rookie, and when you look at him going up against the greatest of all time and Bill Belichick, it's hard to see them uh, laying three and a half in this game. So I think the value is all in the Patriots. Yeah, I agree. The other thing is, if you remember, the Patriots were probably usually favored in these games when they kind of had issues. True. But they've outright lost to Miami quite a few times. But So is this something you consider for the contest? Yeah, definitely. I like the Patriots a lot. Let's put a yellow on the bats. All right, here we go. This is uh, Action's second favorite team, uh, the Jets. The Jets host the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are seven-point bears up on the road, three-point-and-a-half point total. You know, you've got Joe Flacco now for the first four weeks of the season for the Jets. I, I can't believe he's still playing, to be honest with you. Uh, this is my survivor pick for the Ravens, but seven is a big number, even though Lamar looks like he's not going to get his extension, but he's going to play under his contract at 23 mil and maybe get franchised. So uh, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I really like the Ravens. I think they're going to put the hammer down. Uh, in week one, over the last five seasons, they're 4-1 and one straight up and have outscored their opponents by 139 points. So this touchdown doesn't really scare me at all. Uh, if it if it were seven and a half or greater, I certainly would reconsider that point. But I think that the Ravens are going to come out here and just run over the Jets. Joe Flacco being under center, I think, is a plus for this bet as well. Um, he's going to be a statue back there, and I think the Ravens' pass rush is going to get to him. But is it Joe Flacco revenge game? It is indeed. I, I don't know. I don't put much. T- stock into that to be honest it's so far removed from that it, the ravens are a lamar jackson team now and it's a totally different franchise in terms of their game plan and and running the ball so i yeah i'm not sure flacco is really has that in his back pocket well i guess let's put it as a yellow i mean i'm okay taking a favorite most of these are dogs that we're looking at this week i think so yeah and I think, uh, you know, if we're looking to go against the public here a little bit in the contest, that uh, a fra- favorite or two is not a bad idea. Right. All right, let's go to a humdinger of the game here. The Jags at the Commanders, and that's the Washington football team, for those who haven't caught up. Commanders are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home, 44-point total. I mean, the Jags, they're getting, they're getting some good, you know, reads out of for the offense coming out of camp, but the Washington's D's been underachieving. Wow. I think Washington, you know, they're probably better, but I mean, what is your take on this game? Well, I mean, we've seen some line movement here just in the last week and a half or two. There was three and a halfs pretty much throughout the entire summer. And now money's come in on Jacksonville to bring this under a field goal, which you have to respect for one. But now that it is under a field goal, I could only look to one way in this game, and that would be with the home Washington team. Uh, lane two and a half. Yeah. Of course, Carson Wentz is not my favorite quarterback, but uh, I do believe that there's gonna there's value here on the home team now at the current number. Yeah. How many times did Wentz cross last year? Plenty. And that was for your cold, so. Yeah. So would you consider this contest or just to stay away? I would consider Washington in the contest. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're going to find five better picks in the end, but if it came down to it, we could come back to it. Yeah, and it's a little pick game, as you kind of noted, so that's that's true. 
Let's go to the next one, which is, I have strong feelings, but it keeps moving. The Browns at Panthers. Uh, Panthers are now favored in the contest. 42.5 point total. This is a massive line move, mainly because of Baker, I guess, when the opening line came out. I do like Carolina to win. I do have them winning easily with Jacoby Brissett, but is it kind of fool's gold? I mean, that's a, what are you getting, like a 7.5 point move or 6.5 point move in this game? Yeah, I mean, early on in the summer when these came out, I think it was uh, Cleveland minus three and a half initially. And so now at the current number, one and a half, it's really a five-point move. But, I mean, a lot of that I think was Deshaun Watson, although I don't know anyone in the betting market that considered that Deshaun would be under center in week one. So you have to think that was at least somewhat priced into that market initially. And so going this far, as much as you and I both think that Carolina's underrated this year, I think it's a little too far, to be honest. And I would probably look at the Browns here at the current number. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm I'm on the Baker-Panthers train, you know, but mm-hmm. I think it's a stay away. You said you're on the Browns. Yeah, I mean, at one and a half, like, I have to admit, I mean, I bet it earlier in the summer. I took Carolina plus three and a half. So uh, now at Carolina minus one and a half, it's a totally different discussion. And, uh, you know, the Browns roster we talked about last week, it's stacked between the running backs and, uh, you know, the wide receivers. And their defensive uh, prowess is really good as well. So, I mean, they're a great team. It's just what do you expect out of Brissett? We haven't been talking a lot of totals yet, but. I mean, 42 and a half slow, but I still think this is an under. I mean, I don't see the Browns put up a lot of points, and the Panthers defense is stout, so True. this could be a really low spot. I also like the under. It's a good call. Let's go to your team, the Colts. They're going to the Texans. They have seven-point favorites on the road, 46-point total. You know, Houston, they're not going to be good, but got a little late in the year last year. They got Lovey the coast coach. Seven points at home. That's a lot of points even for your Colts, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I first started out in this game looking at last year's matchups. The Colts won 31-0 to and 31-3 to in those two games. And Jonathan Taylor just ran all over them last season. Yeah. And so I, you have to expect that the Houston defensive coaches and Lovey Smith is going to be prepared for that and game plan a little bit around stopping Jonathan Taylor. And so I, I personally think that there was some value on Houston at eight or seven and a half. Um, you've seen some money come in on them this week, which has pushed it down to seven, which gives me a little pause, to be honest. Um, I, I was initially leaning to Houston, but at seven, it makes it tougher. What do you think? So stay away. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless we want to just go complete contrarian and lay seven with the Colts. Probably not a week one. Okay. That's fair. You know? Yeah. All right, let's go to Giants and Titans. Uh, the Titans are six-point favorite at home, 43.5 point total. I mean, I, I'm predicting a Titans kind of not collapse, but definitely a down year. Six points at home. It's a big number. I think the Giants aren't great, but it seems like a lot of points to lay for a team that I'm not really feeling great about. A low total, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that uh, you got to look at the underdog side in this game. 
Remember last year, I know you touched on the top that Arizona went in there and got the win in week one. But you know, you got when you compare that last season Arizona team to the Giants, they're certainly not on the same level. And I know the spread was different, but um, also I, I think that Mike Vrabel is a very good coach, and I don't really know what to expect out of Dayball quite yet. So personally, I think it should be a pass for us. Right, right, okay. Well, let's go to a game I'm a little more passionate about. That's the Packers at the Vikings. Packers are one and a half point favorites on the road. 47 point total here. I'm I'm picking the money line for the Vikings. I I'm not saying the Packers aren't good. They're good, but the Vikings' offense is solid, and uh, the Packers. I don't know, man. I, I really I don't I'm not sure why they're really favored in this game. I could see a pickup. But so I'm definitely going to look to the Vikings and I'm, I'm getting the money line of this one, actually. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I also love the Vikings in this game, and I think they're going to win. Um, the Green Bay has not been good in week one the last several seasons. We talked about the loss to New Orleans last year down in Florida on that neutral site game. And uh, having to go on the road in the division here in week one, I think, is going to be difficult for them, especially at Minnesota, which probably has one of the greater home field advantages in the league. Um, Minnesota has the new coach, Kevin O'Connell, and I think that they're going to open up the offense quite a bit more this season. And I like the Vikings a lot in this game. All right. We got our first green of the season. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> makes it easier tomorrow. Um, all right, let's go with this one. Chiefs. They're six-point favorites at the Cardinals, 53-and-a-half-point total. I know I'm down on the Cardinals. I am. But this seems like a big number. I know the Chiefs, uh, maybe not as good as last year, but why are the Cardinals getting disrespected so badly in this game? I don't understand it either. Uh, I mean, the, this line was three, three-and-a-half most of the summer and has been bet up to six. I saw some rumors on uh, the internet yesterday that there's a new Call of Duty game that came out, which may impact Kyler Murray a little bit. So that could be the reason. But uh, no, in all seriousness, I I think that there's some injuries on the Arizona offense. DeAndre Hopkins is out. We all know that. But some of the other receivers at tight end, I think, are banged up. So that could be part of the reason. I I do. I I I think we should consider Arizona in the contest for sure. What do you think? All right, sorry. There's massive amounts of noise here. There's a helicopter. There's planes. <laughs> oh no! Is there a rescue going on? I can't keep it straight here. I'm sorry. Uh, so, to backtrack. So you think would the Cardinals be a victory in the contest? Yeah, I would consider the Cardinals if you will. Let's put them at least you know yellow there, I guess. Uh, we got three, more, a couple more games here. Three more games: the Raiders and Chargers. Chargers are three and a half point favorites at home, 52 point total. And I love the Chargers. You know, we've loved them for years on this podcast. And besides that, um, but this game was obviously an excellent game in the playoff. Like it was a playing game at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Three and a half points is a little tough for a road, you know, road dog there. I don't know, man. I I love the Chargers, but I don't like them. Both. Agree. Yeah, I think that the Chargers are going to win this game, but I don't think I want to lay three and a half. If it were three, you could convince me pretty easily. But um, despite that, I think we should pass. Okay, so stay away. And would you wouldn't back the Raiders, though? 
No, I don't think so. I, I expect that the Chargers defensively are going to be ready to stop Josh Jacobs this year after he ran all over them uh, to that victory last season at the in Week 17. Um, and, you know, on the other side of the ball, I don't think that the Raiders are going to be improved, certainly, but I don't think they're going to be able to stop the Chargers offensively. So this is obviously a high total. Last one was two. This is 52. Would this be, I mean, normally that high total would be an underplay, but would this be a sneaky overplay because of the teams? Yeah, I mean, maybe. You've seen a little movement up. It was 51.5 on open. Now 52 and even some 52.5. I'm, you know, I did it last night and lost. I'm not really interested in going over 52 in week one right now. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, last two games, the Bucks are going to the Cowboys. This is kind of a rematch of the opening game last year, but been reversed at the Cowboys. The Bucks are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, total of 50. So my question really is, whose offensive line is worse right now, Cowboys or the Bucks? Um, I do like the Cowboys' money line here, actually. I think they're going to play pretty good, and the Bucks, as much as Tom Brady, we teased him about his face. I'm more concerned about the matchup of the Cowboys defense against the Bucks offense. I think that the defense is going to play really well. What's your take on this game? Yeah, I, I think both of these defenses are set up for success. I expect both Dak and Brady to be under tons of pressure, and I am definitely betting the under in this game. I've already done so at 52. Uh, at least there's one lone 52 left in the market. As far as the side, though, I can't really make heads or tails of it, to be honest with you. I mean, Dallas is at – is it at – oh, it's at Tampa. Sorry, I had that back – wait, is it Dallas or at Tampa? Shoot, now I'm confused. I thought it was at Dallas, right? This game's at Dallas. All right. Last year's at Tampa. I was saying that last year they played at Tampa to open the season. And actually, right. the Cowboys okay. they didn't win the game. But this yeah, year's right. at Dallas. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, two and a half at home. I think that there is a little bit of value on Dallas. I, I think mm, I think Tampa's going to win the game, but taking the two and a half could be advisable. Okay. So are we going to stay away from the contest, or are we going to look at Dallas I, as an option? I, I think we could look at Dallas. I'll highlight it. We can chat about it more tomorrow. I'm assuming you're on board with Dallas, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm betting the money line, actually. Okay. <laughs> All right, so last game on the slate, which is kind of a weird game. I know why they did it, but there's only one Monday night game this year for the opener. Don't know why. And the only game is the Broncos in Seattle. We know it's the return of Russell to Seattle. Six-and-a-half-point favorites for, for the Broncos in Seattle, 44-and-a-half-point total. This is the Matt Stanford special. He loves the Seahawks to win outright. I don't know if I can get on board with that. Six-and-a-half is – well, we know Seattle's not good, but – I mean, who plays better? Does the, the pudgy uh, Russell Wilson or the, the you know the Geno Smith-led Seahawks in this game? I, I'm with Matt Stanford here. I think this is a slam dunk spot for Seattle. I, talk about home field advantage. I think that the crowd, the, the 12th man, as they call them, is going to be raucous on Monday night. And I think that's really going to give a, a competitive edge to the Seahawks here. Um at six and a half, I, th I think this number should be like four or four and a half. So I think you're getting quite a bit of value here just at the number. Yeah, just so you know, since we've gone over the games, the, t the games that I identified as potentials were the Falcons, the Bears, Panthers, the Grand different sides, the Vikings, Cardinals, Cowboys, and Seahawks. So it seems like we're pretty consistent on that. Um, 
sounds good. We do have a lot to pick from, though, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of work to do between now and tomorrow. So, got some time. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about the Circa Million. I didn't update the entries. I'd have to check. As of last night, it was more like 38, 3,900. I don't think they're going to get to the 6,000 entries for the pickup contest, so there should be an overlay. I do think the Survivor is going to surpass it. It was really close. I think they needed 80 entries last night to get to 6,000. So, you know, we, we all discussed, actually, Schwa and uh, Night Ranger and stuff. If we have a good night, but we may have a self-adventure into the Survivor. I'm not sure. Yet. Nice. nice. But for now, uh, it looks like it be an overlay in the big contest. Yeah, I just pulled it up here. 4,029 entries currently. Um, yes. And so still almost a $2 million overlay as we sit here on Friday. And uh, I expect maybe they might get like another 500 entries between now and tomorrow afternoon. And sure. uh, that would be doing pretty well. So we're looking at a pretty good contest here for us to get into. And I think I might have gone over this last week, but just to recap, the season long, the top 100, they pay a million, of course, to number one. If we do get the top 100, you get your money back plus 1000 So it's $2,000 worth of 100. But they're also paying the bottom two for season long. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that. 100,000 yeah. for the bottom, 50 for the second to last. But quarterly, they're also playing the top five, and they're playing the bottom. So just, you know, it isn't going to happen in America. We're going to win the million, but let's say we come out rocky, we could go for the worst, get 25 right. Yeah, and there's quarterly booby prizes this year, too, I think. Yeah, that's, that's good money, man, for being terrible. So there <laughs> might be a lot of split entries this time, you know, and it might be kind of a haves and haves nots this season people going for the money or you know on the top end or the bottom end so well that kind of wraps us up action uh you know we're going to miss you tomorrow at stadium swim if you are in the area feel free to stop by we do have some vip chairs that we're we've secured for sunday uh, we're gonna have a good time Let's see if i can get night ranger in the, in the in the shot you want to come in the shot night ranger get a photo bomb uh you know mc's <laughs> here he's he secured us the day bed for our taping, and there he is. He's our local hey. guy. We get you to the main thing here. You can see yourself. <laughs> there Schwa's he is. still Just working, I take it. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we already are drinking cocktails in your honor action, so we miss you. Uh, we definitely hope you get better, and we'll be here, obviously, in March again, hopefully, so you can secure it with us again. That's right, and and if we get into one of those uh, quarterly contest runnings, maybe we'll make a little impromptu trip to collect our quarter. If we're in for a quarter, we're flying out here. We're gonna hit the tables. Right. They're gonna give us a comp suite at Circa. You know that, so. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and, and viewing. Follow us at Action Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Wexpool on Twitter and Instagram. And follow me on Twitter at thirty one s roberts. All right, everybody. Good luck in week one. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action.
Inside Action Podcast. Its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. Individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made. As the Side Action Podcast, its owners, hosts, associates, or guests will not guarantee any advice given. The opinions and advice given on the Side Action Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.